You just finished a book, literally called Unbound. Yes. And the subtitle is Working Together to Restore Lives and End Human Trafficking. And even in that spirit of the coalition, you had different people kind of write chapters or, or highlighted. Yeah. You highlighted, highlighted people, people, their lives right. and their journey. Right. And um, so tell us a little about the book yeah. because it's just coming out and we want everybody on the planet to get it <laughs> sure. because we want yeah. to partner together in your human That's trafficking. Right. That's right. And this is one of those books that will help catalyze that. Yeah. You know, in the book, we share um, stories of survivors that we've been able to work with, which are super inspiring, very, very difficult. Um, but it's such an honor when you see people hurting, which is what the church mm -hmm. is good at, going and, and sitting with the hurting and mm -hmm. loving on them, praying for them, getting them connected to the resources to get their life back and seeing them come full circle is what, what mm -hmm. why we're doing it. You know, right. why we're called to Jesus to go and be with the hurting. So there's stories of, of our survivors um, with their permission and hiding sure. names, things like that. And then um, we really, our partners that we love so much, mm -hmm. you know, our detectives, our sergeant, our chief, um, mm -hmm. the um, just different ones, our judge, you know, they share from their perspective working with us and why we've been able to do this work together. And the sheriff, of course, is mm -hmm. in there. And so it's it's really, it, it's I think it's inspiring. It also it shows different different kinds of human trafficking from, um, domestic minors right. to adults, males, females, and then international. Mm -hmm. And so it really gives a good perspective. But mostly it just shows that we as the people of God yeah. can really make a difference and that mm. Jesus is with us. He's mm. behind us. He's for us. Mm. And I think, I think it'll inspire people to be a part. Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Passion and Purpose again today. I am just thrilled to have my dear friend of 35 years. I can't even believe we're that old, actually. It's actually, I was thinking it's 38 years. 38 and two, years. it'll be 40. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember when we turned 40. So anyway, Susan is my older friend uh, by a few months, uh, one month. We met in college. And uh, I want to tell a story before, I enter, before we, Susan tells us a little bit of her story was uh, when we were freshmen at Baylor, um, Susan was introduced to me as, hey, I want you to meet this godly lady gal. And so uh, we got to know each other and uh, had similar friends, etc. But Susan was much more godly than the rest of us. And she was really going for Jesus. And so we were just trying to figure it out. I was a new believer. and We were kind of doing half world, half Jesus deal. Mm -hmm. And then, but Susan was so great about praying for me instead of preaching to me. I know I was so tempting to preach at, but um, if she felt like I needed to pray, I would get a cassette tape in my mailbox on prayer. That's how she would uh, help me move All forward. Oh, Cho. Uh, and then, yeah, absolutely, Yangi Cho. And then Holiness was actually the cassette mm -hmm. tape in different versions that mm -hmm. showed up several times. Much needed. <laughs> Thank you. And then just kind of, you know, but you were always so gracious. And then as I kind of figured out, okay, Jesus really wants our whole life. 
there was Susan among other friends, and then we had the privilege of traveling overseas together, spending a summer in New Guinea that changed mm-hmm. both of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been an incredible journey together. Yes. And you know, I think we just sit here again, uh, our Beautiful. husbands and wives being such great friends, our families being friends, and and getting to work together. Yeah. This is really Enjoy. one of those dreams of God. You know, yeah. I'm a little bit teary here just thinking, this is what we all long for, yeah. right? That uh, God would give us lifelong relationships yeah. and friendships uh, to change the world. Yep. And that's that was always our prayer. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting here and wow, uh, God's moving yeah. in, in our lives and through the friendships and the people that we get the privilege to work with. Yeah. So why don't uh, you just introduce yourself a little bit, give us a little bit of your own story, yeah. finding Jesus and 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 then we'll jump into what's happening with this incredible anti-trafficking initiative and global movement that's going on and that God's invited you to help lead. All right, so uh, yeah, married to Mr. P is what I call him. Mr. P, yes. Marty, 31 years, so so blessed and Mm. so thankful. Um, Four girls, all grown, three of them married, and Mm. as you know, you married them. Uh, so super thankful. Um, but you know, just, I I think like you said, just so honored that God would snatch us out of darkness, Mm. put us in light, Mm. give us a understanding and love for the church Yes. and, um, covenant relationships. I Mm. I like to, when I go places, I really like to teach. I'm like, just stay in, stay in because it's the years Mm. that builds us and builds community and builds up the relationship that we can advance the kingdom of God together. And that's, that's the joy that we get. And I'm so honored to be Mm. here with you. Mm. But, um, I mean, as you know, I didn't, I wasn't raised in a Christian family Mm. and, um, uh, in fact, my grandparents on both sides were alcoholics. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, my twin brother has been an alcoholic since mm-hmm. he was 15. Mm. He's on the streets, a severe mm-hmm. alcoholic now. Um, and then, you know, no one knew Jesus. Um, but I was blessed that I had a babysitter at 10 years old that shared Jesus with me, real mm. simple gospel, and um, asked if I wanted to ask Jesus to forgive me and come in my life. And I was like, absolutely. And mm. so it took. And so I always knew that Jesus was with me, but unfortunately not knowing any other Christians or going to church, just life started derailing in high school and um, just had a uh, 15 years old, had a 22 year old boyfriend, you know, bad situation, very controlling, unhealthy. And um, finally broke up with him before I came to Baylor. And when I came, that's where I met victorious Christians and Mm. my heart longed for that. And so I was like, God, how do you do that? How do you get from my Mm. lifestyle of this chaos, you know, so many broken relationships, divorces, alcoholism, Mm. my mom suffered with mental illness. I mean, so much Mm -hmm. heartache and how do you walk with Jesus? Mm. And so I was kind of contemplating that and um, had borrowed a roommate's car, had gone back to Dallas for the weekend doing what I didn't need to be doing and literally ran into a metal blockade that said dead end. Mm. and heard the Spirit of God speak to me. And I don't know if it was audible, but it Mm. grabbed me. I mean, even saying it right now, I'm like, it was one of those life moments that God spoke and said, you're going into a dead-end road. Turn completely towards me and follow me. And so beginning of my freshman year at Baylor is when I got on fire for Jesus, went to church every time the doors were open. So I think I was about six months ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a year. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh, But so thankful. And um, 
just so thankful for the church mm. and the people of God that discipled me and um, you know prayed over me, delivered mm. me, mm. and so. Wow. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge deal, and and it's those encounters with God, yeah. right? That like when you share that, I mean, I'm in tears. Yeah. Uh, you're as well. It's those encounters with God that yeah. they change us, right? right? And and but like anything, that dead end, you don't have to choose Jesus from right. there. You can say, "Wow, that was a cool experience," or "Wow, I need to do something," and you can go right back. Right. But by the grace of God, you've just from that day yeah. forward said, "I'm in. Yeah. I'm going forward. Yeah. No matter what comes our way, and lots come our way. That's right. Right. That's we're right. gonna. We're just gonna do one step in front of the other. Yeah, and I think where the church is so important is, um, you know, we had peers that were learning mm -hmm. to follow right. Jesus, so we yeah. challenged each other, learned to pray together, mm -hmm. learned to do the Word, and have fellowship. That we had the services, we're getting taught mm -hmm. the word, and then you mm -hmm. meet the adults that are mm -hmm. lifelong followers yes. of Jesus and how to do that. And um, and so, you know, it's just, I'm so thankful, so thankful yeah. for what we had. Me too. And we were, we, little did we know how good we had it, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and have and have it, mm -hmm. you know, by having a community to walk with. Yeah. So, um, what, what I also know about you is that. You always had in your heart, I want to change the world. I want it, whatever it is, I yeah. want to change the world. You have a, a leadership gift, yeah. communication gift. You have all these yeah. grace gifts on your life, and yeah. you've always wanted to change the world. And that's take different twists and turns yeah. and along the way and exciting moments right. and disappointments and et cetera. Right. But uh, part of that, you came on staff, mm -hmm. and it was just, where am I needed? And we said, we need you in the preschool. Right. So this communicator, leader, which, which hey, the preschool kids deserve that <laughs> That's kind right. of That's leadership. Right. That's right. And you just dove in and started serving. And then kind of out of that, what emerged was this reality of what's really going on in uh, our world yeah. and even down to Waco when it comes to the trafficking issues. So how did how'd you get into what we now call Unbound mm -hmm. and Unbound Global? Mm -hmm. um, Tell us how that kind of emerged out of the local church and yeah. with with uh, your own journey. Yeah, I think um, you know when we were in college and um, you know great ministries on campus. They yep. were um, we were involved in our local church yep. and then a parachurch group, um, which taught us discipleship evangelism yep. was really great. But I remember hearing a statistic that like in upper eighties, eighty eight percent or something like that, of people who were involved in parachurch organizations were not followers of Jesus in their mm. adult life once mm. they left the, left their campuses. Wow. Because they didn't have a value and a belonging right. and a commitment to a local body. Yeah. And I remember in that moment, mm. I switched over and was like, I'm going for the local church mm. because I want to be a lifelong follower of Jesus and that makes sense. There's churches right. everywhere we go. You, they, we need to be able to find them and yeah. they need to be able to find us. Yes. And so my call and passion is for our churches to be thriving, life-giving places multiplied mm. across the earth, as mm. yours is, so that's yes. why we're together. That's where we're all in it. Um, and so, um, yeah, I was honored to be able to ask to come on staff here and just serve wherever it was. And, and I think, you know, the word, you know, we grow. It says your faith grows exceedingly. So when you step in and serve wherever, hopefully yeah. you're growing, maturing, and um, leadership, communication, hmm. developing teams, you know, sure. cultivating volunteers, right. building programs, whatever it is, those gifts grow. Yeah. And, um, and then you so graciously let me travel or visit our missionaries mm -hmm. all over the world. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, I mean, love that, love, mm -hmm. you know, trying to, you know, encourage them. But over the course of the recent years just saw human trafficking everywhere we went right saw the child soldiers in uganda mm. you know the 
um, brick kilns and brothels in India, Thailand, mm-hmm. you know, all that. And so, you know, just grieved me as well as others and just said, you know, what can the church do about this? Mm-hmm. We have we can't be absent in this hour mm-hmm. when human trafficking is a global um, issue, the fastest growing criminal industry in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, every country has laws against human trafficking, but every country has it. And it was just in our face everywhere we went. Mm-hmm. And so just kept praying and journaling and asking the Lord, how does the church respond to this? How do I personally respond to this? And mm-hmm. and then in um, 2012, when Christine Kane came and spoke at World Mandate, she's a very catalytic speaker. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we it had been brewing, yep. but at that moment, it was like it is sin if we don't do it. Mm-hmm. We've got to do right. it. We have to be a part of this answer. And um, and so, if you, I went to you guys and the elders and just said, hey, I really feel like this is something we need to mm-hmm. do. And you guys so graciously said, figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's see let's what God it. says and let's do it. And so. That's how we started in 2012. So we, uh, I'm, I remember those early days, and we were saying, hey, rather than think about global first, and we're right. a nation's people, right. we're all over it, that, that right. was, we knew we were going to get there. Right. We got to do it locally. Right. And th- that's always the deal, right? Uh, so many people are advocates, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily doers. Right. And that's so right. voices alone don't set people free. That's people right. set people free. That's right. In the name of Jesus, right. by the grace of God, with kind of the, the work of our hands here right. day, day to day. So, how did, how did, what did you find out locally yeah. that was surprising? And, yeah. and how did you kind of make that thing? Yeah, I mean, work? you know, nations have always been on our heart as well yeah. as local, but, um, and just, we were, as we were seeking the Lord, um, started with six ladies, Laura and yeah. I, mm-hmm. um, started just praying, asking the Lord, what does it look like for the church to respond to this? Mm-hmm. And um, started researching. And when we researched how many people were advertised for sex in our own communities, mm-hmm. at that time, even in Waco, were 50 young people a week. We were like, oh my goodness, we've got to start here. Mm. And so, I mean, just looking back, it was just the grace of God. We started with um, volunteers. We met with our attorneys at the church and said, hey, will you study the law? Will you be available if we need mm-hmm. you for a victim, whatever? And they said, yes. We met with the college students and said, can you start Unbound College and spread awareness and do fundraisers? And they said, yes. And um, we just started learning and we thought, well, let's have a a meeting once a quarter we'll invite the church and the community to come in and learn about this and we'll pray and and see what god does and at the time we didn't know very much so we had speakers come in and the first time we did that a a member of our congregation came to us afterwards and said i think my daughter's being trafficked Mm -hmm. and so we got the information our ladies who had been doing research on the computers Mm -hmm. which what they would do is if we we would look up the advertisements and at that time you could google a phone number and all the ads across the whole nation would pop up So we found her daughter being advertised all over, and and she um, had actually been arrested um, for the second time, um, once in Florida, but she was at that moment was in um, Louisiana for prostitution charges. We printed off the information, called our volunteer attorney. He sent it to the local law enforcement there and said, "Hey, we think she's a victim of trafficking, not, you know, right a, that." And so. Um, we didn't have any money, and the college students in one night through life groups raised enough money to bond her out of jail mm-hmm. before the pimp would get her and resell wow. her. And we had one of our volunteers was a trauma counselor, um, went with the mom and went and got her. And we mm-hmm. went, oh, my goodness, this works. You know, the yeah. church can actually do meaningful work and save lives. Right. And that's how it started. 
So obviously from the very beginning, law enforcement was just, yes. they were skeptical at first, yes. fair enough, right? Because, yes. hey, we've seen a lot of sure. people say a lot of stuff and sure. not do. But as you guys began to help, right. you began to be their partners yes. and great uh, help to them yes. because you could do the research and right. the legwork to say, all right, now we've got a problem. Right. And they were joyful about, or at least our law enforcement was like, yeah. hey, we want to partner with right. you. So tell us just kind of how did that emerge, right. this partnership with yeah. law enforcement and our community? Well, we were um, getting these, you know, ads and printing them. And so I would get folders and go see like the Crimes Against Children or the DA's office and meet with people. And at first they were like, hey, little church ladies, you know, stay out of our way. Don't put your people in danger somewhere. Sure. And um, and so we just said, we, we understand you guys are underserved, under-resourced. What can we do? We have right. a congregation with brilliant people IT people, teachers, yeah. trainers, what can we do to yeah. serve you? And um, that's how it started. And then we started doing, because they really didn't think we could do anything um, significant, we thought, well, let's just start training. So we started training in our community, going into juvenile detention centers, group homes, schools, training the community members. And that made people call us and say, my daughter's being trafficked. Mm -hmm. I think a student that I know is being trafficked, right. the juvenile detention center, or we're getting outcries. So we started taking that information down and passing it to those same law enforcement people. And they're going, oh my goodness, this is a case right in our lap. Mm -hmm. And so then they started working with us because uh, when you are controlled by a trafficker and a pimp, you're trained to fear the police. Right. And so they saw us a value, as a valued partner that we could say, hey, we're not law enforcement. We're not a probation officer. We are here just to help you. And then we could bridge that gap over to law enforcement. And so it became a great partnership. And so we, just in this last year, through our unbound offices, we served over 250 survivors of trafficking. Wow. So, again, I, I think that one of the most amazing things is... Uh, the church coming into the community and fully engaging yeah. and serving, serving um, yeah. people, uh, you know, who have secular jobs and many from secular lives or right. non-Christian lives, sure. but everybody joining together right. around a common right. uh, kind of heart cry that, hey, this is not right. right. Something needs to be done. So what have you learned through this coalition from getting to know people outside the church, yeah. what are they looking for or and or how has that partnership uh, been enriched? Yeah, you know, um, we knew as a congregation or as a church people, you know, we wanted to, we had to work with other people to be able to do real yeah. work. Right. And so we knew we had some obstacles to overcome. For example, you know, unfortunately churches aren't really known to be do excellence in social right. services. Sure. So we were like, we're going to do excellent trainings right. the best we can. We have brilliant people in the spirit of God inside of us. We Absolutely. can. Yes. And then the second is, unfortunately, you know, faith-based people or churches sometimes don't respect or appreciate other partners. Mm -hmm. um, and we thought we need other partners. We need yes. physicians, we need safe houses, we need the DA's office to prosecute yeah. cases. And so we need to bridge that gap and show and, and respect who they are, be yeah. authentically who we are as Christ followers, but respect who they are and honor and bless them and build relationships with them, which we were able to do. Right. And so, you know, by overcoming that, they have absolutely embraced us. And so we, and we always champion them and we look right. for ways to serve them. And so uh, they absolutely love working with us. And so one of the judges in town called us and said, you guys are doing incredible work. Will you come see me? And I went and told talked to him and he said, you need to start a coalition. 
And I thought, I knew we needed to, but I thought, we're the newbies on the road. You know, there's agencies here that have, you know, Child Advocacy sure. Center, other agencies right. that have worked for a long time. You know, they surely someone else could lead this, but there's an anointing on our movement as yeah. Antioch, as leaders. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I, you know, just with the confidence of the Lord and him saying that, I was like, okay, you know, let's do mm -hmm. it. So we sent out the invitation um, for a coalition and uh, we lead it, and to our surprise and honor, I mean, our DA, our sheriff, our state and federal law agencies, um, other organizations within town all come to the table. We are going on five years. We have about 115 Amazing. to 120 members. People wow. come from Austin and Houston, the, you know, Homeland mm -hmm. Security. I mean, sure. the all kinds of high, high caliber leaders um, come to our meeting and the Lord has just let, helped us to really lead this. And this is really fun. Um, you know, we've been doing this for five years. We really celebrate the partnerships that we have to serve victims and, and it's just been a blessing. But recently, because we also have a federal grant, we have a million and a half dollar federal grant that helps us um, with our, uh, we've got advocates that are out there serving victims, mm -hmm. things like that. And um, they do a audit right. of our coalition. So this is, uh, we've been hearing our coalition's really good, you know, across the nation and the state, and we're super thankful. But this um, special audit is saying, why is it working? We're gonna study it, and um, they're from A&M and studying it. And so they proposed some questions. And so one of the subcommittees, they were asking, you know, what makes it work? What are, you know, is it communication? Is it, you know, A, B, or C? And that, those people who are not connected to our church started saying the reason it works is because of Antioch Community Church. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could cry mm -hmm. saying this. I wasn't Thank at the meeting. Lord. And mm -hmm. they said, it's because there's a church that cares about this issue, mm -hmm. that hosts the meeting. We know where to go. Mm -hmm. We have excellent mm -hmm. facilities and everything. They serve us and it's consistent. And we know even though, and they specifically said this, even though the leaders of the church don't comment to it, we know they care about it because they put so many resources behind it. Mm. And it was like they contributed the church as being why even our coalition is so successful. And it's wow. just, mm. it just makes you cry that yeah. we're actually able to really, really make a difference in our community, which is what we long to do. Yeah, that, that, we that long was, that's to do it. a vision, right? That everything matters to God and the church has the resources and the answer by the Spirit of God, mm -hmm. not out of arrogance, right. but out in all humility to serve. Right. Uh, anybody's, uh, what I find is that everybody's open if you're willing to serve. Right. But if, and if you don't need the, to be the name or the lead, right. if you, there's a lot of room to serve out there. That's right. That's <laughs> and right. we do it with excellence, love, and compassion. Uh, it's undeniable. Right. Uh, and I think as us, as I'm bound leading the coalition, you know, we, we go with the attitude of Jesus where, yeah. you know, that you consider as others is more important than yourself, yeah. that you promote other people in mm -hmm. what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And that attitude and humility blesses people. And then they get to see the church is what so many people long to see, the mm -hmm. church doing meaningful work mm -hmm. really in the community. And so it's just, it's just been an honor. It's been a wow. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So let, let me promote something here so while we're <laughs> turning the corner. You just finished a book, uh, literally called Unbound. Yes. And the subtitle is Working Together to Restore Lives and End Human Trafficking. And even 
in that spirit of the coalition, you had different people kind of write chapters or, or highlighted. Yeah. You highlighted, highlighted people, people, their lives right. and their journey. Right. And um, so tell us a little bit about the book yeah. because it's just coming out and we want everybody on the planet to get it <laughs> sure. because we want to yeah. partner together in your human That's trafficking. Right. That's right. And this is one of those books that will help catalyze that. Yeah. You know, in the book, we share um, stories of survivors that we've been able to work with, which mm-hmm. are super inspiring, very, very difficult. Um, but it's such an honor when you see people hurting, which is what the church mm-hmm. is good at, going and, and sitting with the hurting and mm-hmm. loving on them, praying for them, getting them connected to the resources to get their life back, and seeing them come full circle is what, what mm-hmm. why we're doing it, you know, right. why we're called to Jesus to go and be with the hurting. So there's stories of, of our survivors um, with their permission and hiding sure. names, things like that. And then um, we really, our partners that we love so much, mm-hmm. you know, our detectives, our sergeant, our chief, um, mm-hmm. the um, just different ones, our judge, you know, they share from their perspective working with us and why we've been able to do this work together. And the sheriff, mm-hmm. of course, is mm-hmm. in there. And so it's it's really it, it's I think it's inspiring. It also it shows different different kinds of human trafficking from um, domestic minors right. to adults, males, females, and then international. Mm-hmm. And so it really gives a good perspective. But mostly it just shows that we as the people of God yeah. can really make a difference, and that mm. Jesus is with us. He's mm. behind us. He's for us. Mm. And I think I think it'll inspire people to be a part. Yeah. Well. What I have read and lived through many of these stories <laughs> yeah. with you, um, I, I would just say this. You know, I think it's like fifteen bucks or something. Mm-hmm. But the investment of that fifteen dollars goes not only uh, into your own life because people will be inspired and strengthened and encouraged to say, "All right, what can I do, Jesus?" Right. It'll it'll just make you want to love Jesus and right. help people. But it also invests in what God's doing around Absolutely. the world. Yeah, uh, and so yeah. so uh, my encouragement is go to Amazon, uh, go wherever the books are sold, and ask for it if they don't have it. It's called Unbound by Susan Peters, and um, I am thrilled. Because I really think we're just getting started. Man. You know, I think what God's doing in yeah. and through you and your team mm-hmm. and the, the our church and the other churches mm-hmm. that are embracing this uh, is becoming a model for people yeah. to encourage the rest of the body. Yes. And we always said, hey, yes. whatever we do, we're going to give it right. away. Whatever we do, we want to see it multiplied right. out. And so my hope that even today, the inspiration of us yeah. just talking will stir people to grab the book, but more than anything, grab a hold of Jesus. Right. And live a life, right. not just of of a mouthpiece, right. but literally a doer of the right. word. Right, and we've been blessed and found a reproducible model to do it through the church. We have offices across the U.S. and yep. internationally, and um, so it is. It's something that people can be a part of, and it just just challenges us to live on mission. Absolutely. Whatever skill sets you have, from yep. you know a mom, a student, a doctor, an attorney, a teacher. There's there's a place that we can still serve and advance the kingdom of God in the midst of whatever our vocation is. Awesome. And website, one more time. Unboundnow.org. Yes. Well, you know I love you. Yes. You know I believe in you. And privileged to walk with you. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.